Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, Enno Cooley here. It's the day after the first round of the CAO offers were published. I'm joined in the studio by guidance councillors Brian Howard and Deirdre Garrett of Newbridge and St. Paul's Monaster Evan, respectively. Uh, Brian and Deirdre have both manned the Irish Times help desk over the last week or so, dealing with queries surrounding the Leaving Cert results and the CAO. Brian, how, how have the last few days been for you? Very interesting, actually. Um, there's been quite a variety of... Um uh, posts coming in. Um, obviously, the first few days it was mostly about uh, the results um, and you know people who had failed maths or failed a subject or um, you know questions in that area. And obviously, then you know their next thoughts were possibly about trying to um, see if they could um, up their grades or up their points a little bit through going through the uh, the viewing of scripts and rechecks. So we had quite a few queries around uh, the formalities of viewing scripts and and uh, going for rechecks. And then obviously this week then it changed to the CAO process. Um, obviously there were a lot of queries around CAO offers and you know how to accept places and so on. So it's, it's, it's been quite varied, yeah. And Deirdre, how about you? Has anything stood out for you in particular over the last few days? Well, good morning, Aina, and thank you for having us. Well, I suppose what has um, been at the forefront of my mind is that it's a different atmosphere that is going on in every household of class of 2016. Um, many parents and students did ex- extremely well, um, students who were very happy that they got the points that they feel they deserved and they worked hard towards. And then you also have the students who are that little bit disappointed. So those who feel that they did very well and have gotten the course that they want, I say congratulations, but I do recommend that everybody, before they accept the offer that they should have received yesterday, take a very um, clear look at the course content. I'd advise them if they have any queries to speak with their college college representatives or previous graduates or maybe friends of theirs they know that are on the course. And for the households, um, and I say households because parents and the student really is a family ordeal and a family decision. Um, For those of you who feel that maybe you didn't get the points that you were wishing for or hoping for and you may have gotten an offer Um, below what you wish so for example you may have gotten an offer from a level six and you were hoping to go on and do an honours degree at level eight I say congratulations that you got an offer in the first place again I'd advise you to check the course content check to see then if you start this level six at what stage can you progress to level eight is it going to be only one more additional year and so on or if there are certain grades you have to get after year two in order to progress into a level eight and um, but overall congratulations to all class of 2016 and well done a good job to their parents as they have achieved nearly getting their their child to school nearly over 3,000 days so well done to all 
Thanks, Deirdre. And that's that's really it. That like you know, there's so much effort that's gone into uh, that students apply to get their leaving cert. They study for a long time and so on, and they're f- uh, singularly focused with doing well at the end of the the year and at the end of the school cycle. Um, but then the their future is kind of taken out of their hands in a way because they're thrown into this cycle of w- waiting to start off with to see how how they've done, what kind of points they got, and so on, um, and uh, how how the offers pan out for them. And Brian, you wanted to mention how places are actually allocated uh, via the system. Yeah, and I, I think it's important, um, you know, particularly for parents. We got quite a few um, queries from parents um, who are quite concerned about, you know, the how places are allocated and the consequences of accepting a place. I think it's important just to, you know, to reaffirm uh, that, you know, if somebody is offered their fourth preference course, um, if they accept that, that doesn't mean it's all over. It means they've accepted that fourth preference place, they have that place, but they still remain in the running for a higher preference place on both lists. Um, and that's a big fear, I think, that parents have. Is this it? Is it all over if I accept this fourth preference place? Um, and it isn't the case. They still remain in the running. And if they become entitled to a higher preference place in round two or three or whatever it is, they will be offered it and it is their choice then to stay with the original course they accepted or to move to the, the higher preference course. So that's, that's really important to keep that in mind. And that can happen quite quite easily that I suppose when, when you don't get what you had initially planned for or hoped for that that you will take whatever uh, is further down the list. But uh, it is interesting that that's not the end of the process and that round two still has a bearing on on the outcome of absolutely and and our advice would be look to really consider carefully accepting um the course one of the courses that they've been offered uh, in round one because there is a danger they may not be offered anything else in round two or three and they may be left with nothing so our advice certainly would be to accept something in round one Um, we got a query this morning from somebody who said what happens if I accept a place and then decide I don't want it, I want to go and do a PLC? That's fine. They just contact the college um, and tell the college that they're not uh, going to take up the place and that's it. Um, and that's, again, another point there that's worth uh, reiterating, I suppose, is how important it is that students actually talk to the individual colleges themselves or the institutions that they're hoping to uh, study uh, at because a lot of the time students don't have the time when they're when they're filling out the CAO form their mind could well be elsewhere they're focused on their exams they might have mocks coming up and it's not really probably the ideal time for them to be ringing a list of seven or eight colleges trying to find out exactly what the uh, requirements are for each individual course because they don't know how they're going to fare in the leaving cert to start off with um, but dear there is an issue that's arisen uh, recently as well or over the last day or so about how places are actually, uh, how individuals are selected and how they're allocated a course then in terms of where they live and uh, some uh, course, some, some uh, of our readers have been in touch with us uh, who have been given courses that are quite a good distance away from the intended course, the, the first preference course, and this has resulted in uh, some disappointment. Yeah, Aina, I'm just going to have to get back to the point you made previously to that about students being very busy this uh, around the mock time and when they're filling out their CAO. Um, 
I'd like to talk about the guidance counsellor's role in the school in relation to um, CAO, which is only a small part of the overall job. Nowadays, in secondary school, in post-primary education, the guidance counsellor gives um, a guidance class, one class normally per week, to senior cycle students. So all students should be very um, good at looking up different career um, websites such as Qualifax and Careers Portal. They'll often carry out career investigations within this guidance class. And many guidance counsellors work hard to bring in guest speakers from colleges. So the students should have gathered enough information from that to be able to make an informed decision. As well, guidance counsellors often run a parents a meeting, an information CAO evening for the parents. But I suppose there's so many uh, forms to be filled out and um, a number of different courses along with here and there that there's an awful lot of information to put together for parents in one or maybe two hours. But um, getting back to your point on random selection, I know there are many families waiting on round two offers in the hope that um, maybe they would be offered the same course but in a different institution. For example, I had a student who missed out on their first and second choice Athlone and Trinity to do general nursing and then got general nursing in Waterford. Now, although he's delighted as he really is looking forward to pursue a career in nursing, it is putting an additional financial strain on the family because they'll now have to pay for accommodation in Waterford. Whereas if he was successful and pulled out of uh, the random sampling for Trinity, he would just have his bus fare to deal with and his parents. So I think there's something maybe we could look at or should look at there. When it comes to random sampling, they put, they give each candidate an electron, electronic number and the highest numbers are those who receive the places. And I just wonder, is there a better way of looking at that? So for say, for example, Trinity, should they look at the number of people that are in the queue waiting to get a place and see where they are located and then maybe choose those that are within the first, choose the first bunch that are within 50 kilometres and then maybe extend it that way. So, for example, the student like mine would be chosen for Trinity and maybe somebody who lives closer to Waterford, Waterford would get the Waterford place. You would think, all right, that uh, proximity, I suppose, should uh, be a factor in some degree to how how uh, the places are allocated. Um, although I suppose, then again, if somebody from Dublin wants to go to wants to go to Waterford, then would they be disadvantaged? But I'm sure that there has to be some way where where the issue is addressed within the the means of selection. Um, but you mentioned there the uh, disability access route to education and uh, the. Uh, which is also known as DARE, and uh, the Higher Education Access Route, which is here. And we've had quite a few uh, uh, queries about that. And maybe, Brian, do you want to maybe talk about a little? Yeah, we, we certainly that? have. Um, and I, I think, um, you know, there is this perception that if somebody qualifies for and uh, becomes eligible for the DARE or the HERE scheme, um, that they are going to automatically get 40, 50, 60 points of reduction on um, their courses. Uh, the reality is that uh, the various third level colleges treat uh, DARE and HERE quite differently and the mechanism with which they allocate places under these schemes uh, is quite different. Now, we have managed, I think, um, you know, certainly from our helpline last year um, and I'm sure other forces, 
we have managed, I think, to convince the colleges to give some extra information. And uh, last Friday on accesscollege.ie, a lot of the colleges published um, quite clearly how places are allocated um, and the numbers of uh, reduced place or the number of uh, allocated places for here and there. Um, and that's a good start. Uh, I think we can do more uh, maybe to streamline the process. But there's still a lot of misinformation out there. Um, and I think what people have to do is they have to go on to accesscollegenow.ie and, and look up the individual colleges, see how places are allocated, certainly the colleges that they're hoping to get a place in, to understand you know, that it isn't just an, autom- isn't just an automatic uh, 30, 40, 50 points of reduction. Um, so I think that that's kind of we're moving in the right direction. But there certainly have been a lot of um, posts whereby we've been asked, you know, you know, why haven't I been offered a place? Surely I, I've um, been within 40 points of the, the cutoff. And I didn't get offered. Why not? And and so on. So um, it is it is a, a tricky area. Um, the whole process of applying for DARE and here is is quite uh, onerous. Um, and then once you become eligible, then trying to understand how places are going to be allocated by the various colleges is quite onerous as well. So the, the more colleges can do to streamline this, I think uh, the better. But it's a good start. Uh, last Friday, the, the publishing of that uh, information is a good start. And it also, again, re-emphasizes the point that there's a great value uh, in it for students to uh, contact the individual colleges in question and to actually establish for themselves directly with the college uh, if there are any kind of extraneous or different kind of uh, um, boxes that they need to tick, as it were. Like it's absolutely. It's I, I think it, it's it's. We have to say that the here and there schemes have been a huge success, and all those involved, um, you know, really should be proud of this of the scheme. It it has been a huge success, but you know, there's a little bit further to go, and uh, hopefully, you know, the colleges will go that extra mile and just make it more clear to um, applicants. As Deirdre just said earlier, you know, there's a lot of information out there about courses, the content, the requirements and so on and so on. And this is just adding another layer of that. And the more we can do to kind of make it easier to understand, the better. And one other thing that seemed to jump out yesterday in the first round queries was that um, it came from students who were abroad or who were hoping to study in Ireland. They were uh, coming in from abroad and uh, they had met the requirements of each course they saw and uh, but did still hadn't received an offer, but there was one common theme, which was basically that they hadn't they hadn't filled out the uh, exemption form for Irish, and uh, whether it's that it wasn't clear enough for foreign students coming into Ireland or not, they still have the opportunity to tick that box to apply to reapply and to or to send in a form. Um, and they'll still be considered for the second round. Yeah, that's known as the NUI Irish exemption form. And there are many reasons why one may have to fill out an Irish exemption form. So one might be that you've lived out of outside of Ireland for a certain number of years and you're exempt from Irish. Um, a second one may be that you have a Department of Education exemption from Irish. So there are four sections to this form. Um, you may... Uh, non-EU student will have to fill out part A and B and send in a copy of their birth certificate. Um, This should have been done um, 
before April. I think April, sometime in April was the deadline, but they're thankfully still accepting uh, these forms. So if you haven't gotten it in, I suggest that you look at the NUI head office website. It's on Merrion Square in, on Dublin too, and they will be accepting these forms via email. Great, okay. And, and I think that it, that is should be, you know, uh, a relief to a lot of students, you know. Um, these exemption forms should have been filled in earlier, but uh, the reality is that, you know, it does happen that students, you know, overlook. It's one extra thing that has to be done, they overlook it. So it's it's great that the, the brilliant staff um, in the NUI are there in their numbers yesterday and today processing these uh, NUI exemptions and getting the information to CAO as quickly as possible. And really, you know, um, students should do this as quickly as they can so that the um, NUI can process these exemptions, get the information to the CAO, and hopefully um, then their places will be allocated in round two. You know, So the hope is that they won't lose out, they'll get their place that they're entitled to in round two. That's great. And I mean, it's worth emphasising again that this is a huge undertaking by... Uh, the education sector in Ireland in that you have 80 odd thousand uh, applications going out on uh, round through round one 46 odd thousand or maybe more uh, who of, of those are going to uh, Leaving Cert students and the rest then are spread out through different educational right. routes and strata um, and it, you know, I, I can imagine that it really does cause a headache each year but it's, it does in it, the round seem to work I think yeah, like, I mean, I would say overall, you know, it, it is a very efficient system. You know, different people would have different views about elements of it. Um, there are always kind of minor issues that arise, you know, throughout the process. But overall, it does work. And as you say, it involves a huge amount of people, um, both students, parents, colleges, you know, admissions officers um, and so on. So, you know, it, it does by and large work very well. It is quite efficient, yeah. And I think a lot of the people you mentioned there, Brian, the institutions themselves, um, access officers, guidance counsellors, they work very hard during the year to raise college awareness so that people are very happy at this time of the year and that they get to progress and go on and pursue a career that they wish to. And that's the thing, like it's it's up to the student as well, isn't it? Like, I mean, they can't, they, they've put in all this effort, they've done the study, they've done the, the work, they've sat the exams and they've dealt with all the pressures that uh, relate to that. Um, but it's important that they also realise that it's not necessarily a time just to sit back and relax and to let the system take care of you because it's important that you are kind of abreast of all of the issues and all of the conditions and criteria that each course requires of you and that you make it your business to contact them and to find out exactly what's required. That way, you're, you're less likely to be disappointed. And this research about your career choice really should begin at TY, I, I imagine. So I think your, your TY year is a great time to be able to go around and get work experience in a variety of fields, be it in an area that you feel you have no interest at all, because it's best to be able to compare a job that you didn't like to, and then you will know how much or whether you do like another job so that is the time to start your research and making yourself familiar with minimum entry requirements specific subject requirements maybe last year's points it doesn't mean that the, this year's points will be the same but I suppose it's the best guide that we have and likewise for parents to get very familiar with these websites as well 
And just because the students have finished school and have received their results, it doesn't actually mean that they break the relationship with school just yet. Guidance counsellors are always available uh, to help inform them if they have any queries and it's worthwhile contacting the school and the individual uh, guidance counsellors at this point, at this late point even, if you need help. Um, so I'd suggest that any student who's, uh, who, who has a query would do so or contact the Irish Times help desk uh, today and tomorrow, Wednesday, at uh, which point we close at 1pm, I think it is. So, uh, Brian Howard and uh, Deirdre Garrett, thank you very much for your time. Thank and you for having us. Thanks, Aina. You're listening to the Irish Times. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.